0: Awesome. Uh, Brayden, we're so proud of you and uh, just being on mission. Everything we do as First Assembly, we're on mission. Everything we're about. Everything we do is about building the church of Jesus Christ in our city and around the world. And so if you want to find out more about being on mission, uh, you can uh, connect at Next Steps and and you can just keep watching on our website and all of our communications and there's going to be opportunity. You're going to hear more next Sunday as well from Pastor Casey on how we're on mission, reaching out. But the vision of our church, one of the ways we say it, is we say we're about loving all people to Jesus. That's what we're about. We're not about trying to convince people or you know, with our own strength. or We're not trying to argue, you know, argue with people about Christ. But we're to love all people to Jesus through word and deed, sharing the gospel in word and deed, and that's what we're about as we're on mission as a church. So uh, excited to share a word with you this morning. We're in a series. This is us, and part of this is us is we are on mission to reach people, and we're talking about relationships and health and what it means to belong. and And today I want to bring a word I've entitled love like Jesus. So if you're taking notes this morning, you can jot that down. Love like Jesus. And I'm going to just dive right in. John chapter 13, verse 34. This is the words of Jesus. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Why don't we pray together? Father, thank you as we dive into this word this morning, that you are moving in our church. God, we sense your spirit in this place today. God, we're excited about what you're doing. Father, there's a rise uh, of your spirit in our lives. There's a rise of your spirit in our church. And God, we believe that you are rising with great strength and power and grace in this city. And Father, we just take a moment to bless every church that would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ today. We thank you that when you look at Calgary, you see one people, one church. And we pray, God, for a mighty outpouring of your spirit on all the churches in this city today. We thank you, God, that you've called us on mission together to reach people with your love and with the gospel of Jesus. We give you praise. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Isn't it exciting to be part of the church? Isn't it great to be saved and go into heaven with your sins forgiven? <laughs> Come on. And um, we're excited. We're excited about what God's doing at First Assembly and in every church. Love like Jesus. I want to start with this question today. What is love? And when I Googled what is love, um, this, this, is what, this is what showed up. What is love? And some of you are chuckling because you remember this. It was uh, back in the 90s. Yeah, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me no more. I'm not going to sing it for you. <laughs> it was a band named Hathaway, and and then this comedian sketch from, I think it was Saturday Night Live, they would just ride around in the car. If you're interested on YouTube, you can watch this video, these guys in the car singing What is Love, for 10 hours straight. Just if you're interested. <laughs> but I, I want us to seriously think about it for a moment. I, I want to start with this because... It's important for us to understand, what, it, what is love? As we think about love, and, and obviously as followers of Christ, there's, there's a different perspective of love. It, it, we, we see uh, love the way Jesus called us to love. We're talking about love like Jesus, but, but it's important to think about it. And why I want us to think about it is, I don't want you just to kind of graze over this and go, okay, it's another sermon on love in church. Okay, I, I've heard this one before. I've heard about love in church because I think we we miss the opportunity that God has for us this morning when we just graze over it and go, okay, well, it's love. Because we when we think about love in our culture, uh, love in our culture is really about what I can get from you. It's just a reality. If you don't know Jesus, if you're not a follower of Christ, uh, people understand love. We throw the word love around like... Uh, you know, I love pizza. I love, I love, you know, this movie. I love that person, and and it has so many meanings, and it's got such a broad uh, sweep of, of meanings uh, when we when we talk about love. I was at the uh, Flames game on Wednesday night. Uh, I was able to go as we beat the Boston Bruins, by the way. Um, and it was uh, any Flames fans in the place? A couple of yeah, yeah. So you know, you walk into a Flames game, and it's a sea of red, right? Everybody's wearing the red jerseys. And, and so we got the first couple of goals, and of course there's lots of excitement in the room. And, and all of a sudden Boston scored, and then all the Boston fans, all of a sudden I saw yellow or, you know, gold and black jerseys everywhere. I didn't notice them. I, all I saw was red, but I didn't notice how many Boston fans were there until the Boston Bruins scored. It's like, now listen, I Get it, We love our flames, even when they 're losing right guys we 've we've, we've got some love and some grace that extends beyond you know what they do for us. but I used to live in Vancouver, and if you used to live in Vancouver, you know this about the Canucks, as long as the Canucks are winning we 're Canuck fans in Vancouver. if you if, as long you know this, Michael, and when the Canucks are losing, they get trash talked like nobody 's business. Yeah, I hate the Canucks they 're terrible it 's all this contractual kind of. Uh, like If you do this for me, I'll show you love. Um, but if you're not going to do that for me, if it doesn't benefit me, then you know what? My, my, love, my love's on contract with you. I may not give you that love. And the problem is in the world we live in, there's this, this kind of, of love based on emotion, based on feeling, based on what I get out of it. If you do something for me, I'll, I'll show you that love. And, and we live in this culture today where it, it's like that, you know, celebrities. I think it's very interesting what happened recently, recently with Con, Kanye West, right? You know, everybody loves Kanye. You know, Jesus walks and the whole thing. He's a cool guy, and everybody loves him, all the celebrities, all the Hollywood. And as soon as he aligns himself with somebody that politically or whatever, they don't, you know, there's a bunch of people now that don't like Conway. Because I'll show you love as long as it's working for me. And when it's not working for me, then you know what? Too bad. And we've got to be careful. Here's why it's important that we talk about love again. Because we've got to be careful as followers of Christ that we don't buy into or gradually, by osmosis in the world that we live in, just kind of pick up some of these attitudes In our heart, none of us would want to admit that you know that's how we see, see love or that's how we view love. But when we're talking about loving all people to Jesus, we're going to talk more next week about how we love people outside the walls of this room, people that are far away from Christ. But today, I want to take some time before we just move into a time of communion, talking about the importance of us loving each other deeply, not. For what we get from church, what we get from each other's relation, you know, like, you know, uh, it's not about what we get from each other. It's about loving each other like Jesus. Because this is the context of John 13, as Jesus says to his disciples, "I, w- I want you to, to love each other like, like I love you. I, w- I want th- This is how I want you to love each other." And the thing is about superficial love is you will always end up disappointed. When, when, when you see love as something that you get, whether it be from fellow believers or, or, or anybody, you, it's like you're wandering around as, as a wanderer in an endless desert, and you're chasing after an oasis, and when you get there, it's moved because it's merely a mirage. And you will always find yourself thirsty and wanting more love and more love. And you'll never be able to find it. But when you understand love and love others and love people like Jesus has called us to love, like he has showed us how to love, you will find meaning in your life. You will find peace. You will find security. You will find identity. Man, our world is just longing. Who am I? people are just they got this question of identity and they're trying to figure out who am i you know what, what what am i and and how does how do i how do i make it in this world and and what is the meaning of this life and am i important am i valuable and if i change this about myself or change that then maybe i could be that person but friends our identity you will never find your identity by Pulling things together on the outside and trying to gain more love somehow in life from other people or from things or material things or, or possessions or, or whatever it is or friends or popularity or social media status. Nothing. You will never find love that way. You will always be the wanderer chasing the mirage that always moves. But when you and I receive the love of Jesus and then we learn to love like Jesus... It changes everything. And this is the power of the gospel. This is the good news of Jesus, is that we have a God who loves us, not like the world, but God's love is unconditional. It's unconditional. And this is how Jesus has called us to love each other. So let's look at what it means to love like Jesus. John 13's our text, and it was the night before Jesus went to the cross. And he took some time. They, they, they were in an upper room, and he, he took time with his disciples to to wash their feet. And in that culture, as many of you would know, that, you know there was dust on the roads, and people's you know, I guess they wore sandals and, and their feet would get dirty, so when you go inside, it was etiquette, and it was right just to to clean up uh, you know, for dinner. And there was always a servant in the house that would wash people's people's feet. It was usually a a young woman or a servant who would who would come, but Jesus, he probably I could just see he walked into the room and he saw the servant. He's like, hey servant, here, take the night off. And he took a basin and a towel and he got down. He began to wash the feet of his disciples. You know, the next day he was going to the cross, but he it's in this context that, that Jesus says what he says, and he, he shares with his disciples. I want you to, to, to love each other like I've loved you. That's the command. I, I want you to do with the, and, and and. And he's not talking about the world at this point. He's talking about, okay, disciples, you guys, Peter, John, Judas. I want you guys to love. I want you to do this for each other. I mean, they're all in the room there. All those disciples are there. And he says, a new commandment I give to you to love one another. A new commandment. Well, a few weeks ago we talked about the religious leaders that came to Jesus and said, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, there's, there's, there's actually two. Love God with everything and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And friends, it's, it's so vital that we love our, ourselves health in a healthy way so that we can truly love others well but he says here's the here's the here's the new twist on things now now that i think jesus was probably saying you know now that i'm leaving you guys like i'm not going to be around anymore so i need you to love each other and he says as you love each other the world will see that's what it means to be a follower of jesus it's going to click it's going to make sense when they see the people of god in healthy relationships with each other, not just contractual love, not, not just I'll love you if I feel like it, not just I'll forgive you if I feel like it. And this has to do with every relationship of our lives, especially the ones that are closest to us, like our families, our marriages, our work relationships, our kids, our grandkids. I, I, I'm going to love you no matter, I'm going to love you like Jesus loves me. And if you offend me, I still love you. If if you say something that makes me mad, I might be mad for a minute. But you know what? I'm going to choose to love you. And this is the challenge because in our culture, love's an emotion. It's like I feel like loving. But that's not the Jesus love. Let's be reminded, friends, that the Jesus love is not just how I feel. It's I'm choosing. I mean, the king of the universe decides that before he goes to the cross to express the deepest love for humanity, that he humbles himself with a towel and a basin and he gets down and he begins to wash the dust off the feet of broken, sinful humanity. Humanity. It's a picture of Jesus loving you and me. I mean, he knew these guys were going to betray him. He knew that in a matter of hours, there would, Peter would be denying him and Judas would be selling out. <laughs> what, what if Jesus didn't feel like loving his disciples that day? What if he didn't just feel like, well, he, you know, I want to build the church, guys. And Peter, you're, you're the rock I'm going to, you know, you're the rock. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Um, <laughs> you're, you're the rock that I'm going to build my church on. And But yeah, you know, but I don't feel like, actually, you know what? Let's bring the servant in here. The servant can do this. I, I'm done with you guys. <laughs> in fact, I don't, you know, I'm done. Because there's nothing in it for me. That's not what Jesus did. He humbled himself. Philippians says he humbled himself as a man, knowing full well that he was God. He knew who he was, but you know what? (laughs) He forgot who he was. Intentionally, in the sense that he he knew he was God, but he humbled himself. It's not a big deal, because I want to show my love Wow, we're singing about this morning the, the reckless love of God. Isn't that a beautiful song? Doesn't that just, you know, it, it just speaks to people. Because we resonate with that when, when we get a revelation of how much God loves us. A new command. So this is what 1 John chapter 3 Verse 16 to 20 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and our sisters. And if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech but with action and in truth. With action and in truth. So what does it mean to love like Jesus? Just a few things real quickly. And I want to let, I'm going to read some scripture. I want the scripture just to speak to us this morning as we prepare our hearts for communion. But loving like Jesus means that life is, life is about more than me. Life is 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 about more than my needs. It, it, it is about me. I got to pay attention to me in a healthy way. But it's it's about more than me. And it's about truly seeing others, the way that Christ sees them. It's 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 feeling God's heart for each other. You know, when we get mad at people and we get offended with each other, you know, one of the things I've found is if people have said things or offended me. If I just begin to spend time praying for them, and it's a little bit painful sometimes when I begin to pray for people that, some of you who have offended me. Uh, <laughs> just jokes. But, you know, if there's anybody who has offended me, it, just to take a moment to begin to pray, say, Lord, you know what? And just unburden your heart a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm upset, I'm angry. But you know what, God? I, I, pray, I pray for this one, and I, I pray, God, that, you would help restore that relationship, and I pray God you would keep doing things in their lives. And I pray for my spouse. I pray for my kids. I pray, I pray. I pray for that person at work. And you know what happens? It's so beautiful when we begin to just pray for each other. God begins to soften our hearts again, and we begin to realize again, God, you, you love me. You've forgiven me. Jesus tells that parable about that guy that, you know, he owes a debt, and he goes to the, you know, the rich, uh, you know, generous. Kind king and says, "Would you forgive me of my debt?" And the king says, "Yeah, of course." And then he finds out later though that the guy who he forgave the debt is now going chasing after somebody else, going, "Well, you owe me just pennies," and he's harsh with him. And, and Jesus talks about that and he says, "Unless you, you can't be forgiven, like that's not how my kingdom works. You can't, you can't be forgiven. You can't love. You, you don't understand." love. If, if what I've done for you, you can't do that for somebody else, then you've missed it. You've missed it. And God's love, his, his heart just beats for you and I. And I think what Jesus was sharing with his disciples that day, when he says, love, I want you to love like me, I want you to do this for, for each other, is that his heart was just beating so much for for them and 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 for him, them to get it and there's just no there's there's no greater joy for me than when i see my kids getting along with each other and when they argue when they fight it's just i don't know something kind of just dies on the inside i'm like i don't like it you know it's tension and bad vibes in the house and you know none of us like that but when they get along it's like as a dad i just go yeah that's how it's supposed to be and when the Lord sees First Assembly and he looks down on us, he goes, look at this family. They're just in love with each other. And what happens is we become such a lighthouse to our city. Because when we share the gospel with people and they go, oh, you're part of that, you're part of that First Assembly tribe. Ah, oh yeah, you guys are legit Christians. And, and not because we're perfect, not because we never make mistakes, not because sometimes we don't blow it, because we all do. But they say, yeah, you know what, they're not perfect, but they love each other. And I could be part of that because then they feel that grace extends to them. And so we have an opportunity to love each other when our lives are about more than me. And when my actions speak louder than words, you know, Pastor Cliff sent me a text this week and I love it, one of our community groups. I don't know how many cars we've fixed up for people and, and given away. 11 in the last year. And Pastor Cliff sent me another text, uh, just a single mom that we were able to just bless in our community. Just, hey, fix up a car, bless you. I mean, it was just an emotional video. He took this little video in the parking lot and said, hey, Pastor Ben, there's what's going on. He just gave the keys to, and it's just because it's, it's action-oriented. Love is thinking about others. That my actions speak louder than my words. And we love like Jesus when I bring my own sin and my failure to Jesus. And this is, this is vital as we come to the communion table this morning. We love like Jesus when we really begin to get a fresh revelation of how much Jesus loves us. And when we receive freely, you have received, freely give. We give from what we have received and it flows Jeremiah says this, because our hearts can be deceitful at times. Sometimes we think, I don't know if I need to receive more forgiveness, or "I, I, you know, I don't know if I, if I want to deal with that in my life. But it could be that there's some things in our lives, even today, as we come to the communion table, that the Holy Spirit would convict us. And when he convicts us, he's not condemning us, friends, but he's He's highlighting and bringing to light things in our lives that could be hindrances and blockages to the way that we love one another. It gets in the way, and I feel like the Lord today just wants to highlight some things in our lives. And we can deceive ourselves think everything's good. Yeah, I'm just going to stay mad at that person. I'm just going to. I'm just going to keep that person at arm's length. But especially the the, the, the fellow believers, you know even at the, at the end, you know, there were the parable of the sheep and the goats where, you know, where, where the Lord has the sheep and it's the picture of a shepherd and he's dividing the sheep out and the goats and he says, well, you know, I'm going to cast you away because, you know, you haven't done it to the least of these, but these ones are, are going to go into, you know, you know, eternal rest and reward because they've done it to the least of my brethren. He's, these are my these are the, the my, my brethren, my brothers, my sisters. And so it's so vital that we love each other deeply. But what is in our hearts today? And so I'm just going to read these scriptures, and then I'm going to ask Michael to come even now as we begin to prepare our hearts. But the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Is there any barrier in your heart today, any deceit, anything in your heart that would be blocking you from extending forgiveness and love? to a brother or to a sister? Is there anything in your soul that's been wounded that just needs to be brought to the Lord? Psalm 139 says, search my heart. This is David's cry. Search my heart, God. Know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. And what a prayer. See if there's any offensive way in me And lead me in the way everlasting. Just see, Lord, is there something in me today that needs to be brought to the cross so that I could love like Jesus? So that I could love unconditionally in my life? Lamentations says, let us examine our ways and test them. And let us return to the Lord. just ask the Holy Spirit, even right now, Lord, just examine my life. Just show me, God, is there any offense, unforgiveness, lack of love? And sometimes we just ignore people because we, it's, it's even worse. It's like we just tolerate. We've not been called to tolerate. We've been called to extend grace and love and forgiveness. Because sometimes when we tolerate it's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, whatever. Like, I don't really care. It it can come across like that sometimes. And God hasn't called us just to tolerate one another or keep each other at arm's length, but to truly be the body of Christ that that extends, that loves. And I love Angela's uh, uh, exhortation this morning as well, the the man in the coffee shop, who's just looking at everybody in the room going, yeah, I want to, I'm interested in them. I wonder if one of the ways that we could move forward in expressing our love to each other at First Assembly would be, could we just take a few more moments, even as we gather on the weekends, just to take a few more moments to look around us and say, I don't know if I've met that person yet. I don't know if I I don't know if I've had the opportunity just to go say hello and, and reach out and maybe offer just a hand of friendship. Maybe it goes a little further than that. Maybe there's a further connection. Maybe not. Maybe it's just taking interest in one another. Maybe it's, but then maybe it's dealing with places there have been wounds or offense. When's the last time that you confessed your sins to the Lord? Like you just really got on your knees before the Lord and, and just said, God, here's, search my heart. I was really convicted of this when I, I was like, I was going to share this with you. And the Lord's like, well, when's, when's your last time? <laughs> and I just had to take some time and just say, God, like, yeah. like, Because our hearts are deceitful. We think, oh, we're doing okay. Yeah, you know, we make some mistakes. or, But to take the time to say, Lord, are there attitudes in me? Are there patterns in me? Are there areas that are loose in my life and slack that have, haven't been brought under your lordship are there areas of business where i'm just cutting corners are there are there things that i'm not following through on are there bills that i need to pay i mean little things like are there are there people i need to call that i've been ignoring because i don't have love in my heart are there are there are there some things with my kids with my spouse that i need to i need to pay attention to god could you forgive me could you heal me could you help me with that to examine yourself as we come to this communion table this morning And he will forgive us generously. As we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. He's so faithful to us. He's faithful to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all of our unrighteousness, all of our mistakes, all of our failures. If we confess... we've got to choose to forgive others. Matthew 6 says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. I mean, this is, this is weighty. This is weighty. So let's take some, mo- some moments in these moments. Let's take some time in these moments. Lord, I want to just confess. Just begin to pray even right now, friends. I would just invite you. Just begin to say, God, I, wanna, I want you to search my heart. God, I want to offer forgiveness, Lord, and help me to extend love and grace this morning to my brothers, to my sisters. It's a different kind of love than the world. Jesus has loved us unconditionally and he says to us as his disciples, I want you to love each other how I have loved you unconditionally. Unconditionally. So God, help us with that today because it's only by your grace that we can even begin to move in this direction, Father. We pray that you would come and Heal wounds in our lives and in our hearts and help us today. Thank you, Father, that your love is not based on what we do. God, that there is nothing we could do. We can't earn it. We, we can't convince you, Lord. We can't do enough prayers or worship or good works or good deeds for, for you to love us more. But you just love us. You extend your grace. And we receive your forgiveness today. I, I think we start there. We just say, Lord, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Forgive us our trespasses. I'm just going to ask Michael just to lead us in worship. And I'll ask the, those who are distributing communion to distribute the bread and the cup. And I'm going to just ask you to hold on to it. And at the end, we're going to corporately partake together. But in this time of worship, let's just bring our hearts to the Lord, just open. God, help me to love like you, Jesus. And Lord, help me to forgive and help me to extend grace today. And we worship you in Jesus' name.